If you have your Bibles, please open them to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses uh, 22 through 38 this morning. Uh, This Christmas season, we've been looking at talking about the interruption of Christmas. And that's where we've been talking about this during this Advent season this year. Where we saw the interruption of, of Christmas in the life of, of Mary. We saw it in the life of, of Joseph as well, her husband. Now this morning we're going to see that the interruption of Christmas in the life of two more people. Two more individuals. Two people that, that John Piper characterized as Old Testament saints who kept the law of Moses and who looked with eagerness toward the hope of the Old Testament prophets. Do you know what the hope of the Old Testament prophets were? Do you know what that hope referred to? It was the coming of the Lord's anointed. It was the coming of the Lord's Messiah. That's the hope, the Old Testament hope and promise, the one who would make things right. These two individuals, these two Old Testament saints were were in a state of waiting. They were in a state of longing in a state of hoping. They they were looking forward to what was still to come. This period of waiting lasted for generations. Generations. Remember at the close of the Old Testament with the book of Malachi, you know how many years the gap between the two Testaments? How long was it? 400 years between the Old and New Testament. There was 400 years of silence, 400 years of waiting, generations, generations, holding on to those Old Testament promises. When will he come? The promised anointed one. And so they waited. For 400 years, they were waiting for the coming of Christ. And with the birth of Jesus, with the incarnation of Christ, That silence was broken. This is what we celebrate today. The interruption of the Savior. Been born out into our broken world. And these Old Testament saints here, their lives were changed. Who were these Old Testament saints? Simeon and Anna. That's who they were. And so we'll begin in chapter 2, verse 22. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb should be called holy to the Lord. And so they went to Jerusalem to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout. Waiting for, the, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought, him, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took him in his arms and blessed the Lord and said, Lord, 
Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of men in Israel. For a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. So the thoughts for many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, or the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Jesus to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is God's word. Please pray with me for me. Father, as we come to your truth, we pray that your spirit, Father, the same spirit who was upon Simeon so many years ago, lives in your people now. We pray that that spirit will come and take your truth, your word, and apply it to our hearts. Apply it to our lives. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Simeon and Anna. Two individuals. Two people who are representing the Old Testament hope of the promise of the coming Savior, the Messiah. Who was Simeon? This, there isn't much information given about him. But according to Luke, he, he was in the temple when Mary and, and Joseph brought Jesus there for purification. And I wonder if he was a priest given his role and what took place there. It's just my assumption. But Luke is clear about one thing. He's clear about Simeon's personal character. He says he was righteous and devout. And what I think that's, that refers to is his faithfulness. His faithfulness and waiting. Waiting and longing and hoping for the consolation of Israel. He had a firm grip on the promises that one day consolation is going to come. God said it in his word. The word that was at that time was the Old Testament. He was going to come. So Simeon held on to those things. He held on to those promises. Now what does consolation mean? It has to do with comfort. Receiving comfort after loss or, or disappointment. Comfort usually comes to those who are in some state of suffering and hardship. As one pastor says, consolation probably speaks to those longing for healing. Those longing for restoration from some past loss or misery in life. In Isaiah, the people had experienced judgment and exile. With all of its guilt and fear and loneliness and death. Consolation is when God comes to heal and restore and revive all that has been thrown away or lost. Do you desire consolation this morning? To be revived, restored, healed? This past um, week, last weekend, we traveled to Georgia, Georgia to do Christmas with my family. And you know, we spent time with my mom, my dad, my grandmothers, you know, my siblings. But in the midst of all of our family fun, there was tragedy. 
tragedy. We had two deaths that week, that, that, during that week. My mother's, one of my mother's co-workers, Pastor Ray, 36. She died of a brain hemorrhage like that, gone. One child left behind. My mother's brothers and sisters, they lost their dad the same week. He died of cancer as well. Two deaths, tragedy, in need of consolation, in need of hope, healing, to be revived, to be restored. And the question is, where do they go for that? Ultimately, where do they go to be healed from loss, to be restored from loss? What about you? Where are you running? What are you waiting on? What are you hoping for? What are you longing for this morning, to be healed from this morning? Is it some hurt, past loss, past brokenness, loneliness? We all need healing from something, constellation from something. If so, then then you can definitely relate to Simeon this morning. You can also relate to Anna as well. Because she too was in a state of waiting, in a state of hoping, in a state of longing. Luke says that, that she was a prophetess of the tribe of Asher. And she was married seven years and then became a widow. And now she was 84 years old. And in faithfulness, she did not depart from the temple of God. Why? Why didn't she depart from the temple? Why did she worship with fasting and prayer? Because she was waiting for something. Hoping for something. Longing for something. It was what? The redemption of Jerusalem. You see, consolation dealt with comfort. Redemption deals with with the action of being saved from something. Saved from some evil, from some enemy. It's to be set free from something. Anna was waiting for deliverance. Liberation for Jerusalem. It's great to receive comfort from, from our hurts, but it's even great when God delivers us from them as well. Right? Right? Okay. Come on, now work with me here. Because some of us define our life through hurt, through loss, through disappointment. So much so that you're enslaved to it right now. You are a hostage to your pain, to your failures, to what has been done to you. It defines you, but it doesn't have to. You need deliverance this morning. Redemption this morning. Where do you run to to be free? What do you believe sets you free? When do you feel the freest? Notice that Simeon and Anna were waiting on different promises. Different promises. One was waiting on consolation, the other one redemption. Comfort, and the other one deliverance. But notice one thing they have in common. They both knew that consolation and redemption was coming from the same source. The same source. Jesus. Jesus. Comfort 
and deliverance comes from Jesus. Luke verse 26 says, And it had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. With that statement, he knew that, that the constellation of Israel was going to come through Jesus, through this Lord's Christ. That he was going to be the source of it. No one else. And so for years he's been waiting for this. Waiting for the interruption of the Messiah to come. To bring this comfort that he's been waiting on for generations. And now, on this particular day, their waiting was over. Their old eyes, these two old saints, are getting ready to bear witness to what they've been waiting to see. What they're, They were getting ready to see what past generations did not get a chance to see. The king in the form of a baby. Luke said that the spirit was on Simeon when he came into the temple. Notice that the spirit was leading him there. And he recognized the child as the promised Messiah. Same thing happened to Anna. She went up to the temple at the same hour. Do you think that's by coincidence? No, that's divine interruption taking place. What happened when Simeon came in contact with baby Jesus? Verse 28 says, you find it here. He took Jesus into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. He was ready to die because in his arms, in his arms, he held the Savior in his arms. Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people, Israel. The Spirit, what the Spirit had revealed to Simeon had finally come true. He had seen the Lord's Christ, held him. He didn't just see him, he held him in his arms. And who was this baby? He was God's salvation. The salvation that the Lord himself had prepared before all people to the Gentiles and to the Jew. Through this Christ, salvation, true knowledge of the true God will be made known to all peoples, to all nations. Isaiah 49.6 says, I will make you as a light of the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. You know who that's referring to? That's Jesus he's talking about. In Isaiah a book that was written generations ago talking about this baby that Simeon was holding in his arms. That baby was going to make known to the nations the salvation of God. This baby was going to be the light to the Gentiles and to the nations. This baby was going to make the salvation of God reach to all peoples, to the ends of the earth. That's Jesus. The Savior to all people. Not just some, but all people when they come to him and save in faith. Now the phrase for the glory of your people Israel, that, that, that simply means that the Messiah came from the Jewish people. And that brings them glory because he was a Jew. 
because he came from the Jewish people. So Simeon blessed God, but he also blessed Joseph and Mary by saying, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And he says to Mary, And a soul will pierce through your own soul as well. He blessed them, but he also spoke a prophecy to them, something that was still to come, that this child is not just any other child. Now, they didn't know the full scope of it at this moment, but he knew that this child was going to do things that was going to cause an uproar. And he did. Jesus shook things up. If you read through the Gospels, he went against the grind. He was appointed for the rise and fall of many so that the hearts and thoughts of many may be revealed. You see the cross is in the foreshadow of this. That sword that was going to pierce Mary's soul as well, she was going to hurt. If you know when she stood before the cross, she hurt as any mother would when she saw her son nailed to the cross. That's the sword. That when he got nailed to the cross, it pierced her soul as well. But that is referring to the cross that was to come. In other words, if you know anything about Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, when it talks about the servant of God, that servant of God was what? What kind of servant was that servant in Isaiah? A suffering servant. That this child that Simeon held in his arms is that servant. Do you remember what Isaiah says about that child? Through his wounds we are healed talking about that child that one day that child was going to grow up to be a man and that one day that man was going to die you do realize jesus came to die that's how he was going to restore us to fellowship with god through his death through his blood so that we don't have to die that's how it was through the cross This is who we run to. This is our Jesus. This is the person that we run toward all the time. Do you run to him? I mean, do you really run to him? Or is he just a God when life gets hard? Or is he your God every day? Is he just your God when life is hard? But when life is easy, it's all about you. You don't need him. No, Jesus needs to be your God here, and he needs to be your God here. When life is good and when life is bad. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament hope and promise. He is God's salvation. There is no other way to get into heaven but through Jesus. No other way. There is no many ways to God. It's through that child. He is the light of God's revelation. He is our consolation. He is our redemption. If you need comfort this morning, you need to run to Jesus. If you need forgiveness and redemption this morning, guess what? You need to run to Jesus as well. Has your life truly been interrupted by Christmas? In other words, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because if you know him, you have been interrupted. And your life will continue to be interrupted (laughs) He loves interrupting us for our good. For our good. But if you know him, he will. So where are you?
I'll close with this quote from uh, John Piper. He says, God owns and controls all things this morning. And there is nothing that he could give you for Christmas this year that will suit your needs and longing better than the constellation of Israel and the redemption of Jerusalem. Restoration from past losses, liberation from future enemies, forgiveness and freedom, pardoning and power, healing the past and sealing the future. All of that can be yours if you know him. If you know him. Do you know him? And if you do, your future is sealed. Let us pray. Father God, I do thank you so much for Christ. Thank you, Lord, that that even preaching this, I just preach it to myself because I need to be reminded of that. That's Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross. And that, Lord, through him, Lord, we are in good hands, Father. We are sealed by your Holy Spirit and that you are a good dad to us. And so, Lord, as we close this year and look forward to a new year, be with us, Lord. Encourage your people. Challenge your people. Continue to sanctify your people. Continue to draw your people's hearts closer to you. And they will love you more than anything, Lord. More than anything. Help us to know that repentance is a good thing. Help us to repent more. Help us to rest more in the gospel. Rest more in your grace and love. And that we will, through your spirit, Lord, we will live as the people of God. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.